all have wisdom. Why not pour it on the table and sip something bold? Wine Over Wisdom podcast is a blend of stories and opinions from a girl that can go from namaste to nah. I'll just say it all. Topics include television, intuition, with gentle notes of general wisdom or lack thereof. And of course, plenty of wine included. Happy Halloween, y'all. This is my favorite holiday. The early 2000s emo kid inside of me is screaming around this time of year. She still lives within me. She is still such a huge part of my heart. My black, cold heart. I just love Nightmare Before Christmas. It's my favorite movie. I love all the Halloween movies. I love the pumpkin beer. I would die for one right now. Frosty pumpkin beer with the caramel rim and the cinnamon sugar. I know this is a wine podcast. Well, I know wine is in the title of my podcast. It's not really a wine podcast. But these celebrity costumes are the fun fiasco for us that have to go to work. Not even the celebrity costumes, though, but I'm so intrigued by what people, what costumes people wear to work. I don't have that kind of environment at work, so really would make no sense for me to wear a costume. No one wants to talk to me. I'm basically baby who's put in the corner. But I love that there are the creative it's like I get to see that people have fun at work I didn't know that I never had that experience so it's fun the white I saw a picture of a bunch of people dressed as the little alien toys from Toy Story and then they did like a giant claw made out of white claws hysterical hysterical like so funny David Kim Kardashian. Now back to the celebrity costumes, right? Because Kim Kardashian answered our prayers with the debut of her Elle Woods Halloween costume. Do you guys like get it? She's in law school. Ah! She nailed it though. And honestly, she would have let us down if she didn't execute this costume. And then she comes out with a remake video for her Instagram page. Because all these celebrity costumes are only done for Instagram. Go figure. Not saying I wouldn't do it either, but I mean, this is the content that we needed and it's at its finest. I was dying because we are reminded once again that no matter how perfect Kim Kardashian may be, she still can't act for shit. But I love that about her. She knows her strengths and her weaknesses. Unfortunately, I'm not celebrating Halloween this year, not even at work because everyone is pregnant or doesn't even care. And I'm once again the least mature person in my group. I can't attend plans in the city because it involves me being in a club, which I'm kind of allergic to at this point. And not, I wouldn't be able to go to work tomorrow if I did that. So yeah, not wasting my vacation days on that crap. But my town, for some reason, is the town all the surrounding areas flock to for Halloween. So you may hear children outside. They are nonstop. The doorbell goes crazy. I had to put a guard on the doorbell so they couldn't press it. And I had to put a sign to just 
currently podcasting. No, I did not say that. But I said, going to get more candy. Going to make this fucking quick. Maybe not. My husband's like, no, just leave the house. He even just called me a second ago to do a wellness check on me. I said, I'm fine. It just gets so aggressive. You have no idea. To prepare for this day, I would need six gallons of candy. Because I'm serious when I say we get vans upon vans of children and people coming out of them. 40 kids at the door at the same time. Maybe it's because we have like a very gridded suburban area where it's not mixed with any busy roads. So the parents feel this is a, the kids can run around safely across the street and there's no fast cars or anything. I, I am perplexed every year whether or not to be a good person and provide the Halloween candy. Like I said, it would take six gallons, if not more, of candy to... That's my theory. I mean, and my point is that they're so aggressive. And most of my neighbors have given up and just they just leave the house. And I don't blame them because these kids, since they're not from our neighborhood, they kind of hate us. So they yell at us when we don't give superior candy. And one time, all I had left was gobstoppers. And it was tantrums galore. People, kids throwing the gobstoppers back in my face. I'm not good with children to begin with. So this is, you're influencing the wrong person right now. One year, I decided to save all the fortune cookies from when my roommates would order Chinese food. And I put a basket outside filled with fortune cookies. And I would hear the kids outside cursing, being like, is this bitch kidding me? Uh, what the hell is this shit? How is she doing? What? Ma, she left fortune cookies. What the hell is this? I was dying. I sat by the front door just listening to them curse me out. And the parents don't even care that, that the kids are pissed. They're pissed too. The kids are even worse than the paparazzi. I come out of the car. They all see me point and they're screaming look she's home go to the corner house and then 50 of them start bolting over my knees get weak I'm shaking dry heaving the hives I'm like screaming back at them I just got home I don't have candy I have nothing on me like hands up drop my things hands up the parents are nuts too because they are not even telling the kids like let her unwind she just got home from work no they're like attack attack and then when they're at the door they're like, hey, he likes that. Give him another one. Or they'll be like holding a little infant. And they're like, uh, you forgot the baby. I know the damn well that your baby is not eating Starburst tonight. But you deserve it too. You're a parent. You deserve some candy as well. How about, you know, just nicely ask me. But you're like barking at me to throw it in the bag. Just, just throw it in the bag. These kids get so aggressive because their one goal is to just fill that bag. Whatever container they have of candy, they're all competing with each other just to fill it. And it goes on until like 12 o'clock at night. They don't stop. I get a flashback of one Halloween many, many, many moons ago when I found out my ex cheated on me. You think, oh, that's depressing. No, it's really not because... I dated him for five years and this was back before everyone had iPhones and it was still okay to have a Blackberry or a touchscreen iPod. I dodged a bullet because 
had I not had he not been signed into that iPod our lives would have been so different today a year later though I went to a Halloween party that's what we had so he had just gone to Switzerland to find a job and he was convincing me to move there and start a life with him basically like get married I was back and forth about my choice he made his choice for me (laughs) or this situation made the choice for me because after he left I could not find the iPod and it was the iPod we both used I mostly used it for the train but that's why I was pissed because I was working in the city at the time now this is when the Facebook app didn't show your name or picture it was just like notifications feed and message box it didn't show your little profile picture in the corner or said your name so I checked the app excited that I found my phone it's not a phone sorry it was an iPod it looked like the iPhone if you remember it if you can recall this I open the app and like I said just says my notifications the feed and the message box I'm like wow it's blowing up I didn't realize that he was actually signed in the things I found in the inbox horrible all the proof of cheating that I ever needed hence why the story is about my ex right so the doorbell's like ding dong ding dong ding dong while I'm having a mental breakdown I have, although I'm four foot eleven, the amount of rage that can conduct through my veins is on another level. I literally turn into the Incredible Hulk, and when I get angry, I'm an Aries. There's just my mental breakdowns are to the max. I can be like calm and collected, and like, oh my god, the house is on fire, or I could be fucking mental and this was obviously a good reason to be mental (laughs) so those poor children probably thought my costume was like girl interrupted and I was really into my character or I was turning into Carrie needless to say I was unraveling that night all in front of innocent children with mascara and eyeliner because you used to wear a lot of eyeliner back then winged and all running down my face and my neck drinking my sorrows throwing candy basically off the stoop on my knees crying begging the children to leave me alone other than that i love halloween i love dressing up it is the medicinal for the thoughty sorority girl that's still inside me as well i went through many phases in my life i've lived many lives and i was the social chair who thought of all those lame themes for us to dress up for and I was the one who took it way too seriously and everyone was shocked because I normally don't have the enthusiasm to things that other people get enthusiastic for but fucking love dressing up I don't even need to be sexy every time I just like to express myself and it's a chance to channel my little creativity. I can't help though, every Halloween, and I got to like pretend to be cool because I sat three feet away from Jay-Z and Beyonce. So the moral of the story is that things do get better. (laughs) They do, they do. 
All right, I gave some children some candy and I'm back. But lo and behold, Armageddon has just erupted outside because it started raining, downpouring, torrential, of torrential proportions. And I'm hearing the kids screaming, crying now because their trick-or-treating fun is over. I doubt these parents want to keep going at this point. I listened to the playback of my last segment before I hit pause and I sound like a child so I moved spots I wonder if I sound more like myself in a different area weird how your voice can completely change I mean I can't wait till I upgrade to maybe better equipment but this is where I am right now my poor dog I had to move him too because on these days this is why I put a guard on the doorbell because he freaking loses his shit he can sense it a week before halloween he does not he loses his shit when the doorbell rings he's not able to ignore it he sends he senses a person approaching the stoop and he's at it and the reason for that is because he thinks anybody who comes to the door equals food He's the biggest beggar in the entire world. No dog is more aggressive for food than my dog. He will be at your toes hoping that you drop a morsel of food. And the second that you get a food delivery, this imagine my husband not being home, me grabbing the food and just putting it on the table and then going back upstairs. He loses it again. He's quite a food obsessed dog but I love him and in fact I kept him after the pseudo divorce his father is the one who went to Switzerland and I found the iPod so obviously I'm keeping the damn dog and everything goes back to Legally Blonde right Kim Kardashian is Elle Woods I got an Elle Woods moment well Legally Blonde moment I got to keep the freaking dog and that's the only thing I needed from that relationship is this dog. I won. I got full custody. He's mine. And he sleeps 22 hours a day. What better dog is that? All he wants to do is snuggle and maybe attack you for food, but he doesn't have a snout. So there's not really anything he can do about it. He is so lovable though. And now he's 10 years old. So he acts so old. The other day he woke up from a dream and I can hear him sometimes he has like little nightmares and like and he's crying I didn't know dogs get nightmares I don't know what he's dreaming about I it could it be the separation is it is it a nightmare of him running out of food because other than that he's had a great life I give him everything he needs some people think I spoil him too much okay it's time to review some wine and the wine I'm reviewing today is actually a rosé the Shakespeare quote, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Well, the rosé by any other name would smell as sweet because I like all rosé. I just had a review of this wine because summer is over. And rosé season is, air quotes, technically over. But when you are a basic bitch like me, that doesn't matter. I will drink it in the snow. I will drink it in the heat. I will drink it in the pool. But hopefully one day, it will be a nice hot tub in Aspen. But wine is like a book. You can take it anywhere with a little bit of imagination. 
So cue the reading rainbow theme song, and we are on the wine rainbow. I'm being a little dramatic right now because I want to have a little energy to this. Here is the Cotes de Provence in a bottle, named King's Flower. Kind of charming. This wine is like Whispering Angel's Cousin. Very easy to drink. A little sugary, so it's good with ice if you like to drink wine with ice. I know people say that's against the rules. Do whatever the fuck you want. Like I said, I'm not a wine snob. And since we all take sugar differently, it wouldn't hurt if you feel that it is a little bit sugary. And what I mean by that is that we all have a different tolerance to sweetness. What is sweet to me can be very sweet to you or not at all. I did find it to be crisp and refreshing and that's the point. I appreciate that it wasn't sour and it didn't have that much acidity in the aftertaste. I tend to judge rosé by the color even though you really shouldn't. You will be surprised. There is sometimes a color, a tone to a rosé that makes me think of like white Zinfandel Franzia, that boxed wine. It is not like that. Um, And I have to really steer clear from judging it from its tone. I should look into why I feel that the darker it is, the sweeter it is. But I'm just kind of being biased by the Franzia wine that I used to drink in college. Did you ever drink wine in a bag? I remember you had to chug it and people would slap the bag as you ran around in a circle. Am I the only barbarian here? Well, again, it's called King's Flower, and you can find it at Stu Leonard's. It is no longer available on Vivino, but if you come across it, give it a try. And I'm just here to tell you that you can drink rosé whenever you want. It does taste better in the summer, though, just because it's all mental. That's a wrap, you guys. I guess today, since it's a solo episode, my nugget of wisdom is going to be from me. And I guess it's going to be that it doesn't matter how devastating your breakup is, even if you're clutching Twix in between your fingertips and screaming at the ceiling in front of innocent little children, you will one day look back and laugh at it and realize it's all for a reason. And you'll be happy that it happened. I just cannot stop replaying that story in my head like it was a scene from a comedy if you're going through that right now or you're still healing from that shit don't worry you really will look back and laugh maybe sooner than you expect thank you for listening to one of my early episodes i'm sure there's a lot of things i need to work on but if you leave me a five-star review i get the opportunity to keep thriving If you feel that there's anything that I need to work on, please do not leave me lower than a five-star review. Instead, DM me and tell me like it is, and I'll definitely improve from that. Now it's time for me to go back to screaming children. I love being at the mercy of these candy vultures. Ciao.